Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with Elisa Woods, who was just serenading me moments ago. I hey, was. Elisa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Jared's here, but he doesn't like to contribute anymore. So rude. He still comes to the podcast and he just sits in the corner and watches. Yeah. He doesn't even run the board He doesn't anymore. even watch. <laughs> he You're looks right. at things on it. What's on your phone right now? Show us. Show us. Oh, Twitter. Oh. Thought it was going to be something X-rated. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Nebraska fanatic chat boards. <laughs> the old chat rooms. <laughs> so this is episode 58, and I think it's going to be a fun one. We have a nice little mix of salty and sweet, I think. And speaking of sweet, can I brag on you for a second? Sure. Elisa um, has, you know, been doing an at-home bakery for, what, a good year now? Year plus now? Yeah. And she's now selling her macarons in stores. I and am. she's selling them in a little Ames bookstore. Yeah. If you happen to know which one it is. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Go check them out. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. Yes. Hopefully it's not a flop. It's not going to be a flop. <laughs> Nothing you do is a flop. <laughs> well, this one's not going to be. Um, I'm sorry about my voice if it sounds a little scratchy. I picked up a little... It's not from the game, weirdly enough. I picked up a little cough. You got the Rona? No, it's not the Rona. I get this cough every year, and last year I didn't get it because we were all inside not exposing oh. ourselves, and I thought maybe that was the year that I needed to get over it forever. Mm. I feel like... Our, do you just have fall allergies? No, it's bronchitis. I've gotten it since I was oh. a little kid every year. Dang. I know. So I know I know how to get over it at least, but still bad battling through it well i guess we won't be sharing gum today as we often do <laughs> shout out to our friends uh at the ivy college of business at iowa state for sponsoring this pod as always uh chris did a podcast with the dean of the ivy college of business david spaulding and if you haven't checked that out I encourage you to do so very interesting conversation with mr spaulding who's a very very interesting and smart man so check that out and thanks, of course, to the sponsors of our entire podcast network, their friends at Mississippi River Distilling Company. I made some cookies over the weekend. They were brown butter cookies, and they had um, some bourbon in them. And damn, they were they were some of my better work. Nice. Yes. So not only can you drink it, you can bake with it, as Lisa and I have done with Heck a lot yeah. of their products. I did see somebody come up to you with holding it, like looking at you like... This is good. <laughs> you saw that at the tailgate? Yeah. That makes me feel really I did. good. Yeah, I was proud of him. Jared didn't eat him because Jared doesn't like cookies because he's a weirdo. So weird. He is so weird. <sighs> doesn't like dessert. Wait, didn't he tweet something about eating dessert? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he did. I'll find it. <laughs> Carry on. You go on the search for it. Yeah. Okay, so let's start out today's episode by talking about Saturday. And I'm not talking about the X's and O's because they did that in a big old juicy post-win fart episode. And I'm sure Brent and Chris, I know Brent and Chris did that in their podcast. So I just want to talk about the atmosphere that was Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday. Elisa and I were both there. We got to tailgate together for a little while. And what an amazing atmosphere start to finish. Would you, do you agree? Yes, I would agree. And I, like my husband said at the start, he was like, I feel there's like, a, a vibration yeah there was a buzz in the air yeah and there were a couple times where I was like we're like the the fans are out of it we're we're not in it anymore and then I like stopped and I was like no I'm just not in it anymore like <laughs> that's your pessimism yeah. showing through <laughs> it is it was one of those days where I felt like as soon as we got to the tailgate lots and you got that you know like the crowd around noon it just felt from then on it just felt like something special was brewing yeah and I agree with you um 
for the first half, the crowd was excited, but it was that, and everybody said it, I'm not breaking any news here, right. but that call, um, the touchdown that called back from Xavier Hutchinson, I think that's what that's what set everything on fire. Yeah. The high step. The <laughs> Just one high step. The the high ta- step. Taunting them uh. with his eyes. Uh, I will never forget that for as long as I live. Is that real that they told somebody that so, he was taunting them with his eyes? So Sage Rosenfels tweeted uh, something about someone on the field yeah. told him. So it's like three levels yeah. of hearsay, so who knows? Okay. But yeah, that was the rumor that the official told X that he was taunting He was them. undressing them with so his eyes. So I want to know what else he can do with I his know. eyes. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just saying those are very powerful Whoa. eyes. Whoa! This just got not safe for Speaking of X-rated, Jared's phone and my brain. (laughs) Zing. It was just a really cool day. Um, Like I said, I got to hang out with you. I ran into my high school um, math teacher who I've spoken about before. Mr. Durkoff was one of my favorite people on the planet. But he came up to me and he said, did you steal? I was wearing that bright sweater, you know, Mm, and he said, mm -hmm. did you steal my sweater? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) He has the same sweater. Are you serious? And he sent me a picture of it. Oh, my gosh. So I'll I'll, uh, tweet out a side by side from the t9 yes. account or something but it was just great to see him and the girls were uh, we brought the girls with us and nora lost her i was booing yeah. after that oh yeah and i after having children it totally <laughs> helped me pull back from being a super intense fan. yeah like i instead of but only on the outside like i still feel it on the inside but i just hold it in so i'm not screaming expletives in front of my small yeah. children but I was booing and I was animated and it like the giggle bug hit her. Really? She just to see me oh, that so mad funny. she could not stop laughing. <laughs> so I'd get really pissed and scream something, and then I'd look at her and start laughing. Yeah. And that went on for, you know how long it, we booed right. for fifteen for minutes. Forever, yes. So that went on forever. And I tweeted this, but at the end of the game, after everybody rushed the field, she just looked at me and said, This is my favorite. And oh. it was just like one of those moments I was like, Man, this was a good day. Yeah. But um, go ahead. Sorry. Well, the people around me were Oh, quite yeah. interesting I was like texting you about this like the guy directly next to me he was like narrating the whole game but <laughs> which he, is always so right, funny right but so there would be like it would be like third and two and he was like they're gonna go for two and I'm like that's not what <laughs> they're gonna go for two means <laughs> are you serious yes. I didn't realize it was that no bad. and like God every, bless him. and every like he knew what he was talking about but like every once in a while he would say something thing and I was like you're just talking to hear the sound of your own voice yeah every and, section has one yeah, of those and he was like narrating it for his kids but I could tell that they were just like we're just like we're just taking it in yeah also dad shut up <laughs> and he'd be like and this is a run play and then it was like a long pass and it was like not a run play <laughs> but thanks for coming right pal. right so that was interesting and then I also thought it was funny because everyone in my section was like, well, they should have done this. They should have done this. They should, like, I could hear it from everywhere. And it's like, it just put a, put a team together of the people of in my guys, section. Yeah. And I think that we could really probably win, win the this Super game. Bowl. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, these, these guys literally think that they're smarter than the coaches. Yeah. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of those out there. Like, every play. 
That makes for a long game. Yeah. Yeah. But there was one guy in front of me and he was like kind of an older guy and he threw up the double birds at the ref and I like tried so hard to get my phone out to take a <laughs> picture. You fumbled your phone I in did. this prime I moment. I did. I fumbled it and then his wife came back and I was oh, like, he's not going to no, do it again. No, he's not. No. Well, speaking of the angry Jack Trice Stadium, I'm sure you've all seen it by now, but Jacqueline Cordova got an amazing picture of these three little girls in section 31 in the front row just losing their mind. Minds, um, at the, well, I think they were, I mean, they were booing. Yeah. They told us, well, I just spoiled it. We got to talk <laughs> to them. Um, so Jared and Elisa and me all tweeted, and thanks to our friends um, on the Twitter machine, we tracked down their parents, and their parents agreed to let them chat with us. So yeah, do you want to do you want to do that now? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll play our little interview with um, the three girls. It's Taylor, Emmy, and Claire. Okay, everybody. We are joined by some very special guests right now. We've had a couple of guests on our podcast, but I think these three might be my most favorite that we've ever had. We are joined by Taylor, Emmy, and Claire, and they are the superstars from Saturday's football game in the win against Oklahoma state. And by superstars, I mean this viral photograph that our friend Jacqueline Cordova took, um, of these three, just going absolutely bonkers during the game on Saturday. So thank you girls so much for joining us. Why don't you tell us your names? Taylor, Emmy, Claire. Hi ladies. Thank you so much. So I, I'm Steph and that's Elisa, like we said, and Elisa and I have both been sports fans since we were little girls and we have little sports fans of our own too. We have little girls as well. And the reason we're all chatting is like I said, we, we have this photograph of the three of you and people have just gone crazy for your spirit and your energy in this photograph. So you guys have seen the photo. Tell us what you were doing. What were, do you remember what you were yelling at? Uh, booing because the other team like got a point. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember if it was the touchdown that got called back? Is that why you were booing? Were you booing at the officials? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was you booing so loud at the officials. I just, I love a reason to boo. That's, that's one of my favorite parts of going to the football game. Boo. <laughs> were you guys loud the whole game? Because people around uh, you said you were little uh, balls of energy the whole time. <laughs> What's your favorite part about going to Iowa State football games? Um, seeing them play and win. Okay, that was um, Taylor. Emmy, why don't you tell us? Um, seeing my family because we um, tailgate. That is, that's a great part of it. And Claire, what about you? What's your favorite part about going to the Iowa State game? Um, well, I like to watch everybody storm the field. Yes. So is that your first time having um, been to a game where we storm the field? Um, it's yeah. mine. Yeah. And just yeah, tell everybody, how old are you girls? What grade are you in? First grade and I'm six and a half. Okay. Soon gonna turn seven. Um, I'm six and I'm in first grade and I'm also gonna turn seven. So she's before me. Yeah. I'm in first grade and I am seven. Okay, so you guys are six and seven year olds. Do you get to go to a lot of Iowa State football games? Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> you, do you guys normally go together when you go? Um, no, what about you, Claire? Do you get to go to a lot of games? Yeah. Um, actually, um, I went to a volleyball game with my best friend, the Cyclone volleyball game. 
That's so awesome. We love yeah. the women's volleyball team. One of Elisa and my favorite things to do is talk about women's sports too. So have you guys ever been to a women's basketball game? Uh, my brother no. has been to a basketball game. And I watched him a few times. Volleyball and gymnastics. Really? I really, really go to volleyball and gymnastics. Yeah. Those are good things to go to. And uh, my and my mom runs. Okay, so tell us a little about a little bit about this. It's um, so Taylor, did your mom run track and field at Iowa State? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Claire, did your mom run track and field too? Yeah. So you guys have some tough mamas, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And is that why you're Iowa State fans as well? Uh-huh. Also, my dad played basketball. That's right. That's right. So we have some cyclone blood here through and through. Uh, why don't you guys tell us, so what's your favorite part about being an Iowa State fan? Um, they don't really win, but the colors are nice. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, you don't know how good you have it. <laughs> What about you, Emmy? What's your favorite part about being an Iowa State fan? Um, I like seeing my family and watching the games. Okay. Claire, what about you? Well, it's kind of because my parents, they grew up in Iowa State for college. That's right. That's perfect. Elisa, what's your favorite part about being an Iowa State fan? Uh, you know, my favorite part about being an Iowa State fan is cheering really loud for my favorite players, for Brees and Brock and all the all the guys. And I love cheering for all of the um, the women who play awesome sports. And I just love how much Iowa State fans love sports. And I think that's why everybody is going crazy about that picture of the three of you is it's just so clear that you are having the best time and you love the Cyclones and you'll do anything to defend them. So I just think it's really, really great that you guys were so into the game and so excited about it. Um, you've, you've all seen the picture, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So we need to make sure that you guys get that baby framed and put up in your rooms to remember it forever. <laughs> Are you guys going to any more games this season? Um, yes. Yeah? Well, we might go to another volleyball game. You should go to another volleyball game. Elisa and I talk about bringing our girls to volleyball and basketball games. So maybe we should all get together and do that. We can have another, another photograph of you guys going nuts. (laughs) Elisa, do you have any more questions for these? Awesome girls. I was just wondering, do you guys play any sports? Do you like to play any sports? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me what you like to play. Um, soccer and volleyball. Awesome. Uh, I like playing soccer and, and, bas- and basketball. Awesome. Um, I just like to do gymnastics. Gymnastics? Awesome. Do you guys... What's that? And I also um, like to dance. Good. Well-rounded girls here. Do you think you guys will want to play sports at Iowa State someday? Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be really cool. 
So one of the things we like to do on the podcast is talk about some of our, we like to talk about our favorite um, female athletes and female sports. Do you guys have a favorite athlete, whether it's a, a female or a man? Do you have someone that you look up to or maybe your favorite cyclone even? Go ahead, Claire. Um, I like Simone Miles. Oh, that's a good one. We talk about Simone a lot on the podcast, especially the summer during the Olympics. What about you girls? Um, dad. <laughs> I think my favorite football player right now is Charlie Kohler. He's probably my favorite. My, and my favorite women's basketball player, I think, is probably Ashley Jones. Go ahead. Yeah, Claire, do you have another one? We have a women's kicker on our high school team. Do you? What high school or what school do you go to? Yeah, what school do you Van go Meter? to? Van Meter. I didn't know that. Alisa, did you know that? I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah, cool. We'll have to check this out. Yeah, we'll check it out for sure. Thank you for telling us that. What about you, Taylor and Emmy? Do you guys have a favorite athlete? Um, no, no, my dad and mom. Oh, <laughs> I could see some brownie points. Good job. <laughs> well, we thank the world of you guys. That, that photograph just encapsulated our spirit and the spirit of our girls. And we just think it's so great that you are out there cheering loud. And I know from people that were sitting around you that you made that whole section proud. So good job. Good, good work out of you and make sure you get out there and cheer loud for the rest of the season. Okay. Are you two at the football field? Yeah, we were. Oh, did you guys storm the field? I meant to ask you that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, did we all... were on the field. Yeah. See, you were braver than me. I didn't I didn't jump on the field. My daughters my wanted me to. My brother and my dad did. Was it I me was so... on the field? My dad picked all of us up. <laughs> did she? Brought you all out there. I was so high up. I was so high, high, high up that I couldn't make it all the way down to the field. <laughs> Too many steps. Yeah, we were, me and Elisa were there. We got to see each other before the game and we had a really good time. So I, I'm glad we were all there and could celebrate it together. Do you guys have any questions or anything else you want to tell us or, or Cyclone fans before we leave? <laughs> Uh, we were at the front row, but not with her. We just met her. Yeah. We walked on halftime. Like, we take the walk. And you met her? And, she, uh-huh. and you brought her down there? That's great. That's the best part about going to games like that. You never know who you're going to run into. Do you guys, before we sign off, do you guys know how to do horns down? No. <laughs> they go like this. That's right. Doing horns down to the cheerleaders in front of us. <laughs> All right. This is what I want you guys to practice for the next couple of weeks, okay? Okay. All right. Well, thank you girls so much, Taylor, Emmy, and Claire. We're so glad you got to be a part of our what podcast. Does that, mean? that means this is what we do to Texas. We want Texas when we want Texas to lose <laughs> in a couple of weeks, okay? Blue Texas. Yeah, that's right. Can I get a go cyclones from all of you? You can yell it really loud. Go cyclones. Go cyclones. Thanks, girls. And thanks to your parents for letting you guys hop on. We really appreciate it. And um, I hope I hope we have some new Title IX listeners after this.
All right. Thanks, girls. Thanks, girls. Okay. Thanks again to Taylor, Emmy, and Claire and their parents for that. As you heard us say, Taylor's mom is a former cycle and track and field runner. Her name was Sarah Boysen when she was runner. Uh, Now she's married and her name is Sarah, I hope I say this right, Schwartfeger. And she ran 400 hurdles. And Claire's mom was in track and field as well. Her main name was Angie Lagerschultz and she's now Angie Curry. And Claire's dad is Mark Curry, who was a former uh, Iowa State basketball player so there's some serious cyclone blood in those families i love it we're just uh encouraging the next generation of cyclone fans and i will say i got a text from um a couple of their parents this morning they were practicing horns down on the way yes, to school so. <laughs> i love it so we imparted some of our knowledge on them <laughs> my daughter was like i think they learned thumbs up and thumbs down and oh, so school? she yeah. yeah and so it was like yesterday and she was like thumbs up or thumbs down thumbs up or thumbs down and i gave her horns down and she goes no <laughs> mom that's horns down thumbs up or thumbs down i was like yes we're doing good we're doing good work here good parenting (laughs) um before we move off of the game do you want to talk a little bit about coach uh campbell's quote that jared highlighted in the post game in his post game column about all of those people that were hating on brock purdy yeah okay so uh basically i'll just read part of it what he said because it was amazing he said i think there probably were not of night not a lot of nice things said about brock purdy early in the season foolish but whatever (laughs) so great but he said the reality of it is he's of course he said the reality of it is he's an 18 to 20 year old kid a young man growing into a man it's still college football right and i you have really harped on this um since this season began and i just thought it was cool you were like validated by coach Oh, yeah, I messaged you like after that quote came out because it's like, I said this, like I would never let, if we were single, I would never let you date somebody Brock Purdy's age, like because he's 18 to 22, 18 to 22. You know what I mean? Like we've just aged out of that, that generation basically. Like that's just not, um, our age range there that, that I would think is mature enough to date you where you're at however we think that they like can lead our favorite like our favorite football team and the pressure this year particularly is you know sky high yeah and I think that he can lead our favorite football team but I also think that like he has his moments of overthinking or being an 18 to 22 year old like that they're basically just were kids yeah just not that long ago and so the expectations i think are of like 35 year old men which they just aren't like the expectations are that they're tom brady which they just aren't yeah and um you know we mentioned this i think last year too with the iowa state men's basketball team Mm -hmm. just that remember these are kids you know we're we're expecting a lot of and it's just it's good perspective to have every once in a while and usually it comes after the loss and we're trying to remind everybody so it was kind of cool to hear coach campbell mention it after a win like that yeah so maybe it'll it won't fall on such deaf ears right yeah so maybe treat them like encourage them when they need to be encouraged and celebrate them when they need to be celebrated like treat them like they're your children unless you don't treat your children very well (laughs) in that case don't listen to anything we say All right. Do you want to move on from the game? Mm -hmm. Okay. I told you I want to talk a little bit about Iowa State tennis. So when we were in college, the women's tennis team was just really in shambles. Not good. But I have some good news for you. Over the weekend, uh, the tennis team played in the International Tennis Association Central Regional Championships. And not one, but two pairs of doubles made it to the championship. So it was a cyclone duo against the cyclone duo in the championship. So Um, did the cyclones win? (laughs) They did, amazingly enough. Yes. (laughs) 
So um, I've been really practicing these names. Okay, so Mishka Kalishkova from she's a sophomore from Slovakia, Heck yeah. and Sofia. Uh, Cabazas is also a sophomore from Venezuela. They um, they were the champions. So you those just were say us. it really fast. They, I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. I listened to the Godfather himself pronounce them to I me. Love so it. yeah. So those are our champions. And then the other cool part is that we also have a singles champion in this tournament. Nice. It was um, yeah, Thassa Pornaklo. She is the she went into the tournament as the top seed, and she's our she's a 38 ranked 38th in the nation. Wow. So this was not only the first time that we've had Cyclones win. It's not only the first time we've had cyclones in the championship it's actually the first time in school history that we've had a cyclone win and a single event in this tournament wow so it's like i said it's been a big turnaround and it's really cool to see that is cool i feel like last year there they did have some success they did yes we and we talked about it i think yeah so their coach it's boomer saya he was hired in 2018 um and then last year had one of the best seasons in school history um up until that point i think this year you know, might, might exceed it yeah. obviously, but yeah. So last year they had a 17 match home winning streak, uh, four conference wins, first big 12 conference tournament win in school history and first NCAA school, uh, tournament birth in school history. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. So we're trending upward in that category. Heck yeah. It's pretty cool to see. Um, and then we promised you guys, we would keep paying attention to cyclone volleyball. They played Texas last week. I mean, that's number one, Texas. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately it didn't go super great for the cyclones. They won the first match. And it was it was great. It yeah. was watched on ESPN Plus, and then they got bounced the next well four three. well three, and then and the they were swept after that, Dang. and then the next night. So that's a bummer. The good news is over the weekend, um, Kaylee Manns, who was a setter when in the mid two thousands, got um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that yeah. was pretty cool to see. That was cool. Yeah. So they play their next match is against West Virginia this weekend on ESPN Plus. So if you're sitting around in between downs on the football game and want to flip it over to watch volleyball you can do that as well or get two tv set up heck yeah whatever works for you tv and a laptop that works too i do that a lot yeah it's nice it's easy convenient <laughs> um and then did you see the women's basketball team the ap poll came out yeah we told you guys we thought they'd be in the top 15 they're number 12 and i was reading we were right we were right Actually, Connor was right. We just stole our Scoots. ideas from Connor. Scoots. Um, I was reading an ESPN Bracketology, which is insane this early, but I was just curious. Way too early. I was just curious. So they have Iowa. Yeah, the way, way, way too early. They have Iowa State as a four seed. The number one seeds are UConn, South Carolina, Stanford, Maryland, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then Iowa is a three seed. So yeah. it'll be, I mean, no, none of that sounds unreasonable. I was just curious and I had to look. So there I we go. It. All right. That's all my Iowa State news. I have some unrelated news. Do you want to do that after the I, break? Yeah, I love unrelated news. Okay, let's do that next. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. All right, we're back. We both sent each other a message about how we wanted to talk about the Chicago Sky merchandise sales. Yeah. Okay, so just to give you a little background, we mentioned this in our last podcast, but um, it was the WNBA Finals. The Chicago Sky ultimately defeated the Phoenix Mercury in the finals last week. In some viewership notes, it was the most viewed finals since 2017, the most viewed postseason since 2013, and game two of the finals was the most viewed game since the 2003 finals, and it actually averaged 789,000 viewers 
dollars and peaked with a million viewers. And game four was sold out in yeah, the arena. A, a couple of them were, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I'm sure you saw this too, but there were a ton of big name male athletes being vocal yep. and representing in gear. Um, Justin Fields was in the front row when mm -hmm. the series moved to Chicago. George Kittle was um, during the uh, NLDS. I think I'm pretty sure it was that he had WNBA orange hoodie on. Yeah. So, Chance the Rapper was there. Yeah. Yeah, so it was. It's, it's always cool to see that because, like we've talked about ad nauseum, that's the kind of thing we're going to need to propel the keep propelling it upward. Yeah. I saw that. I saw something that was like, um, who watches the WNBA? Oh, just your idols. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe you should too. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess to give a little a little more background during this series, I saw a ton of big name celebrities and big name writers complaining about how difficult it is to find WNBA gear. Yeah. And I had that experience earlier in the year when they released those alternate jerseys, there was a huge delay. First of all, it was unclear where to even find them. Then once you could find them, only certain teams had them available for purchase and other teams you had to wait. And so I was frustrated by that back then, but I was thinking like, this is the finals. People want your merchandise. Why is it so hard? So right. I went on to the fanatics website and on their header, they have, um, it's in this order. It's NFL, NCAA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, okay, and soccer. There's no WNBA up there during the finals. You have to click the more tab. And under the more tab, there's a bunch of options. And the WNBA is listed down there with sports like arena football, Kentucky Derby, Tour de France. And it just pissed me off. Yeah. I was like, man, like... Oh, this is the thing that we've harped on a ton, but you can't talk about how women's feet, women's sports don't generate revenue when you don't give them the opportunity to generate revenue. Right. And what makes it worse is you had an opportunity and you chose not to use it. That is on you. Yeah. That's not on them. People wanted it. People were trying to find it and you didn't get, I mean, it's there, but you hit it. You made it impossible for them to find it. Right. And it's just feeding into this narrative and the narrative is not fair anymore because you're, you've created it. And despite how difficult it is to find the gear, and this is the cool part, the Sky sold more merchandise in the 24 hours after they won than any other WNBA champ had sold in the 30 days after their title. 24 hours. Yep. And that was despite it being hidden on the Fanatics website. Yeah. It just, my ears are hot, like thinking about this. <laughs> That's what happens when I get mad. Yeah. See how red they are? Oh yeah, they're real red. <laughs> I'm just so sick of it. It's the yeah. same discussion we had with uh, NCAA softball, the softball tournament this year. Right. It's the same thing. Right. And it's, um, you know, Brent Bloom harps about this a lot on Twitter about, you know, Iowa State viewership numbers for football. If you put them on a good network at a good time, more people are going to watch. Right. So if you put the WNBA gear on the front page during the finals, more people are going to buy. Right. Like, so we're playing at one o'clock on Saturday, right? On ESPN plus. Yeah. That's in the middle of a game that's already started and it's before a game that's going to start. No one's going to change the channel. I will almost guarantee you that viewership for this game is going to be down. Absolutely. And why is that? Because nobody wants to watch this game? No, because you hid it and you buried it for some who knows what reason you buried this game. So it's it's the same concept. It's you've, the exact same concept. You've buried the merchandise. You've buried the softball tournament. Tournament. Like you've buried these things and that's why they're not being watched. 
watch. It's not the other way around. And why do you think these numbers are up? It's because ABC and ESPN made a commitment to putting these games on the air all season long. I mean, they they packaged them so that they were on at easier times for people right. to watch. And and thank goodness they did. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But you have to have more of that, and uh, you can't com- continue harping this narrative while you do this crap about hiding things. So yeah. there you go. Agreed. There's my salty for the night. It's not. Is it the chicken or is it the egg? It doesn't Neither. matter. You killed Damn the it. chicken and made a chicken omelet. <laughs> there is omelet. no egg because Wait. there's no chicken. You made a chicken omelet. Which is that weird? That's really weird. A chicken never omelet's thought. weird. That's messed up. It is messed up. Whew. Okay, there we go. All right, let's get to some good stuff. Okay. Random shout-outs. You ready? So I mentioned South Carolina being the uh, one of the projected number one seeds in the uh, women's NCAA tournament. Yeah. So their head coach is Dawn Staley. Uh, she is now, as of this week, the highest-paid coach in the SEC. She signed a seven-year, $22.4 million contract. Sorry, Kim Mulkey. <laughs> Hate to see it. Wow. She's the highest-paid black head coach in the NCAA and for good reason she's made three of the last six NCAA final fours and she's been to nine uh, yeah the tournament nine times on her tenure since 2008 good for her um do you sub- or do you subscribe to do you follow the gist no okay that's where I get like all of this information if you are interested in like women's sports at all the gist g-i-s-t they have like a canada one and a usa one but i follow them on instagram and then they send out a newsletter like once a week or something like that but it it like has a recap and it's like a women-owned thing that's really cool just a like minor shout out because i'm like all of these things that you're talking about like you literally these are the headlines that i've read well at least we're on the same page right yeah um elena deladon did something that i thought you would appreciate so she partnered with always which is as a woman you know it's the brand for feminine products um (laughs) and they're doing a campaign to encourage girls to not drop out of sports at puberty because as elisa has mentioned a million times on this podcast nearly half of girls drop out at at puberty age so i thought that was cool of her yeah um this is a really cool story that i got super pumped about this morning the owners of kansas city's national women's soccer league team which is chris and angie long and Brittany matthews and Brittany matthews is married to some quarterback i don't know Patrick Mahomes, maybe, maybe. maybe? Yeah. (laughs) They announced on Tuesday plans for a privately funded $70 million stadium for that team in Kansas city. And it's set to open in 2024. They think it's the first of its kind to be built expressly for a women's soccer league team. So, and it looks amazing and it's in an amazing location in Kansas city too. Where is it? It's down along the river, um, like in the city i mean it's hmm. not it's not like an arrowhead uh coffin yeah. stadium situation where it's off a ways you yeah know? which i'm not dogging on that i love Kaufman right. and i love arrowhead but it's a great area yeah but i love i love the idea of it being somewhere where you can you know hop in an uber and go one place and then kind of get yeah. where you need to go that's awesome and if you haven't seen it yet the renderings for it are amazing and uh yeah i it, it seems like there's some momentum rolling there i like it And speaking of soccer, um, the president of the USL Super League, it's a second division women's soccer league. So in my head, it's kind of like a triple A to this, to the women's national soccer league. Um, They named their president. It's her name is Amanda Vandervoort. So you've got a female president, which I always think is cool. She served as the chief women's football officer for the Global Players Association, which is, how do you, what's the acronym? FIF Pro or something like that? I think it is. 
I made, I didn't make that up. I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> and she's worked in executive roles in the MLS. So she's very well qualified. So yeah, we've got some momentum with women's soccer, which previously has been a little bit of an issue. So that's great to see. Love it. Do you have any more women's ones? Because I have a couple of dude ones. You know what? You're on a roll. I am on a roll. This is the Steph Copley podcast this, today. <laughs> no, I, I'm just really <laughs> excited about these. This, I love this story too. Okay. Okay. You might've seen it, but don't spoil it if you have. Okay. So the, one of the Jags. He's on dead people. He was actually dead. <laughs> The one movie you've seen, you're gonna spoil it. For <laughs> I did. People? I've never even seen it. I just knew this. Okay. Okay. One of the defensive li- uh, linemen for the Jaguars. <laughs> Trying to get it out before I spoil it. Did. Uh, Dwayne defensive Smoot. Defensive lineman for the Jaguars. You shut your mouth. Dwayne Smoot. Smoot. Listen, he delivered his baby daughter in his living room. His wife went into labor unexpectedly. And here's the crazy part. So they they played in London two Sundays ago, that early game. Gets on Monday. So Monday night into Tuesday, his wife goes into labor. And she like collapses on the front while they're getting ready to go into their vehicle to go to the hospital. So he gets on the phone and they help him deliver the baby right there. But this isn't even the coolest part. Listen to this Instagram caption, okay? This is his Instagram caption. For the past nine months, my wife and I both dreamt of having our second child and first daughter, but nothing could have prepared us for this. Seeing you, referring to his wife, collapse on the floor while walking out the door to the hospital was the scariest moment of my life. But seeing your strength to stay calm and not panic allowed me to realize everything was going to be okay. I can't thank you enough for being a strong woman and bringing our daughter into this world at home. You were a true warrior. Oh my God. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. That was really great. Do you have any good, like, when you gave birth stories? Wow, I feel like there's a story here. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I asked the doctor for an ETA. <laughs> When's this baby coming, doc? Basically, I'm like literally pushing in between pushes. I said, do you have an ETA? She was like, for the baby? <laughs> no, for my sandwich. <laughs> When's that driver coming? Right. Arnold's like, just listen to her. Just do what she tells you to do. Yeah, no, um, not. I mean, I have one, but I can't share it on the podcast. Whoa. The other one is... Um, That's for, our Patreon. Yeah, for, <laughs> for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> for our fans only. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Steph shows uh, pictures of her feet. <laughs> okay, now you're the X-rated one. <laughs> no, this isn't really that funny. Just for Nora, I the doctor tried to send me home, and I like looked at him, and I was like, I am not going home. And it was like, I just wanted... Like the rage inside me in that oh moment is unlike any other rage I've ever felt. That's so like, funny. And the nurse was like, "You're not going home. I'm not gonna let you go home." It's <laughs> a male doctor, but I'm not. I'm going not going home. home. All right. Uh, my Three last days later, I had the baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, she came pretty quick after that. Okay. Um, the last shout out I have is David Two, a former Iowa State All American cross countryer. Is that what you say, cross countryer? cross country runner won the IMT Des Moines marathon in his marathon debut last weekend wow. two weekends ago, whatever two hours and 16 minutes not too shabby winning a marathon is not even like I don't know that I've ever thought about that uh, there's someone who wins the marathon yeah. oh yeah there's just people who struggle through it is what I always thought I mean I think they're probably struggling a different level of struggle <laughs> True. yeah but it's I mean they're running marathons and what it takes m- most people to run a half marathon or you know or fat much faster 5k <laughs> yes that too it's pretty wild speaking of running yeah let's not talk about oh, it 
gosh. Elisa has not backed out of her running. I have not. She Steph has keeps not. trying to get me to back out. Well, I'm not trying to get you to back out. I just don't. I want you to be healthy while you do it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I have your, you're going to have to wait a while <laughs> for that. I have your health in mind here. I need you here. Yeah. All right. I have a quick thing. It's kind of a sappy thing to close. Are you ready? Well, I wanted to tell you a story. Oh, okay. Tell me. Yeah, oh, yeah. You Steph tell me. The Steph Copley podcast yeah, well. today. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Sorry. Just talked and talked. On a bad talked. voice even. I know. God, guys, I'm sorry. She just wouldn't be quiet. Long enough for me to say. Drank a tea too late in the day. I'm wired. Woo. <laughs> she is wired. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that Todd Blythe loves the <gasps> podcast. Todd Blythe told us today in writing. Yeah. He said, he, I, I love the podcast and I wish that mine was as good. I think is what I he said. I think that's what he said. Yeah. He said, I think what he said was, I wish I could be like you too. Yeah. I wake up every morning wishing I could be yeah. as cool as you. I think that's what he said. He, and he also said something about having a lock of our hair. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. So that was weird. <laughs> that's when we stopped. That's when we blocked him. Yeah. So. We blocked him on Twitter. I'll probably unblock him later just because I feel bad. <laughs> we don't want him to go cry. No. To go to bed crying. We don't. In his jersey. He, you know, he wears his jersey to sleep. I <laughs> Every hear. night. Every night. I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the pads too. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable, yeah. but it's it brings weird. in peace. Yeah. So I was at the, I was at this tailgate, um, a couple weeks ago and I was talking to this girl and she was just very excited to like talk to somebody who likes sports, Yes, which was awesome. Like she, she's like, you know, the, my guy friends don't want to talk to me about sports, blah, blah, blah. And she, she was all about the Patriots. And so she, like, she talked to me for a long time about the Patriots and she knew a ton about it. And she was like, one of the things she said was that her guy friends are like, Oh, well, if you know so much about the Patriots, like name every player on the team. Which is funny because we talked about this on our mansplaining episode, which was like episode three. (laughs) We're on episode 58 now, and this is still a thing. Yeah. So, and I, I was just thinking about this while I was sitting on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you do your best thinking. No, I do my best. While you were laying in bed in your Jersey. I do my best thinking in the car. So I was in the car driving and I was thinking about this and I was like, so you like chocolate chip cookies, huh? Name every ingredient in a chocolate chip cookie. In the order in which you yeah. stir them. And how much it is. And, and what temperature do you put the oven on? Look, oh, you don't know? Then I guess you don't like chocolate chip yeah. cookies. I guess you're not a very, very big fan of chocolate chip cookies, are you? Weird. Like So, uh, that's such a good one. And it, I was like, that's such a good, like, example. It's an so excellent example. If women This out is a there, movement now. Yes. If any guy ever says that, then say, what's your favorite? What's your favorite <laughs> cookie? Do you like cookies? Do you like to eat cookies? What's your favorite cookie? And you oh, have to say it know, like that. Yeah. Oh, you don't know all the ingredients and in then, a cookie? And then you have to say it like that. Yeah. Well, then you suck. <laughs> Then you suck at cookies. You don't know anything about baking cookies, and you don't even like to eat them. That was a really good Todd Blythe impression. <laughs> Thanks. I've been working on it. Oh, wow. He's going to hate on us so much. He gave us one compliment, and we just. <laughs> But the good thing is he's not going to listen to this for like four weeks. So. It takes him a while to get to yeah. us. So we're safe for a few weeks. <laughs> Love you, Todd. Uh, okay. Well, that was awesome, Elisa. I really think that's a good one. I'm going to steal it. Yeah, you can steal that. Okay. Now back to the Steph Copley podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
and we're back. <laughs> that was Lisa's one segment. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I've talked about Glennon Doyle before. Oh, you have more. Okay, no, here's the deal. You'll like this. Okay. So she has a podcast, and she's married to Abby Wambach, who... Yes. An elite soccer player. Love. Oh, speaking of, Carly Lloyd re- announced her. She's officially retired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Um, but they're talking about on the po- this most recent episode of what it means to create art and what is art and how do you kind of let out your creative side. And Abby's listening, and she has this moment where she's like, well, wait a second. With the definitions that you're using, I think playing sports might be creating art. And so they go into this like little self-realization about how sports is often breaking gender norms. And when you're watching and playing sports, I mean, yes, there's women's soccer and women's basketball, but to a certain level, it's not women or men. You're just playing sports. And she said, um, maybe that's what's so contagious and magnetic about watching the women's national team, watching women not just break free from social norms we were handed at birth, but also the freedom that we are using our bodies. We took this freedom. So Glennon says, of course, sports is, is art. It's creating something out of nothing. It's something people are seeing, feeling, reacting to in real time. I've had that experience where I've watched the boys play on the sports on television and I've watched them hug each other, kiss each other on cheeks, be so affectionate to each other. I've watched the men in the stands, uh, be with full unbridled enthusiasm and to to the point of passion and tears. I wondered, is this why they love sports? And then she goes on to say, because it's a place for them to be wholly human where they're allowed to let go of this conditioning boys have, which is not to show enthusiasm, don't show vulnerability, don't care. They're allowed to do it in that realm. And girls are allowed to be fierce and animalistic and mighty and not care how they look and just care how they feel and compete. So I just thought it was a really cool way to describe sports maybe this is why sports transcends gender and politics and race and geography because it just lets us be fully human in those moments and I think that's what makes Olympics or World Cups so special is you find yourself rooting for just people not whether it's women or men or even necessarily what sport it is are you gonna cry no that's just my voice cracking okay yeah not gonna cry I just thought it was a really beautiful way to describe something that we both care so much about I like that yeah so anyway, back to the booing the just, officials. Wait, did she just like pull that out of nowhere? Yes, that's crazy. And like, like on a podcast yeah. as they're talking, because Abby just has this, this realization, like, oh, well, and then they just go, I mean, wow, yeah, that's she's next level, intense. Yeah. Meanwhile, we talk about burping and Farts. farting and <laughs> my bad. <laughs> We're very live. special. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay, the Steph podcast, the Steph Copley <laughs> podcast is over. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go kick the butts of those West Virginia Mountaineers. I think this is our best podcast yet. It's been a good one. And those three little girls, dang it, they're cute. They are. So go check out that picture from Jacqueline if you haven't seen it yet. And if those girls happen to be in the front row of Section 31 ever again, I say we give them an entire Jack Trice Stadium cheer. Yes. All right, go Cyclones. Go State.